Happy homecoming. Welcome into Camel Call Friday. Evan Budrovich and I will be able to get you set for everything happening on this big weekend. But we are excited to have with us head coach of Campbell Wrestling, Scotty Sintes, as wrestling will be here right around the corner, November 1st to be exact, and they are starting off with a bang. Coach, how are you as you get down to crunch time here getting ready for the start of the season? Ready to go. We're excited. Return everybody. So we're just looking forward to getting after it and putting on a show. I mean, that is a big thing. You are not exaggerating. And coach, in this era that guys can transfer without a penalty, guys can transfer without a reason, you've been able to keep so many of your guys that mean so much to this program. What does it say about your program? Well, I think it just says that we care about the athletes and uh, they, they know we're going to do our best to kind of help them reach their goals. And, and if, if you're doing that here at home, there's no point in looking around. Coach, you have started a unbelievable relationship with the UFC. Um, on UFC Fight Pass last year for a fantastic event that happened down at the uh, Fort Liberty base and now you are going to be doing that again on UFC Fight Pass four different times. But tell us about this one. You are going down now into enemy territory, literally, as you will be starting the season November 1st at Fort Liberty, taking on Army in a duel. Yeah, that, that's an exciting one. So, so it was actually a battle at Bragg last year, um, and we had UNC and Michigan, which were two great teams. And the Army coach over at West Point, uh, Kevin Ward, said, hey, I have to be a part of this event. And uh, I, I thought he was right. You know, we're on a yeah. military base. It was to, to represent our veterans and those serving in the military. And, and so when he asked, it was a no-brainer that we had to, we had to go up against those guys. So uh, I know they're going to pack a, a crowd. I know they got a lot of West Point grads. The guy we're going through who's the, the head recruiting coordinator up there at, at, at Army is a West Point grad. So uh, even though it's our, technically our event, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we might not be, uh, you know, they might have a ton of fans there. So it, it could be a lot of fun. It was an amazing event last year for, for those that, that weren't able to tune in or, or just now fans to Campbell or Campbell Wrestling. It was incredible. You, you had it in a hangar. You had your octagon mat that you made, and guys would get introduced and, and come out of military vehicles. Visually, it was stunning. What was it like to be there and be a part of it? It was neat. I mean, one of the big things we always talk about here is, is student-athlete experience and you know, they want to be in the bright lights, they want the cameras on them, and they want to put on a show, right? Just just because we're, we're here in little old Bowie's Creek, you know, we, we really want to uh, have some strength behind the name of, of being a fighting camel. So I think it gives those guys an opportunity to go on there and put on a show and, and, and have those bright lights on them because they've earned it. That game will be on UFC Fight Pass, which is the uh, digital branch of UFC, obviously, one of the biggest sports brands in the entire world. Five o'clock, November 1st against Army. Let's talk about you having an idea to get Campbell on UFC. Talk about how all that happened now in your second year of, of getting your guys and this program on one of the biggest platforms in the world. Yeah, honestly, it was a little bit of luck and timing and, and just not being afraid to take a risk. Uh, we ran into those guys uh, at the NCAA tournament, and they were trying to talk to coaches. And a lot of coaches are locked into different deals, Big Ten Network and ESPN+. Plus and, and because we're affiliates, there's a little bit of a, a gray area in terms of what we're allowed to do. And the, the SOCON was okay with us exploring different options uh, outside of what the SOCON uh, requires of SOCON membership. Uh, and so that, that gave us a little bit of freedom to, to, you know, put our matches, you know, on any network we wanted. So 
we took a risk on them. I, I knew that they'd done huge events. I, I know there's a lot of eyes, uh, you know, on UFC and on UFC Fight Pass uh, where we could, you know, really get a lot of attention for our university and our athletics department here. So, uh, yeah, we, we rolled the dice. I happened to have this idea of, of wrestling on the military base anyways. We've been working on that. So I told him about that. And the rest is history. We just made it happen. And, and uh, it was one of the coolest wrestling events I, I've ever been a part of as an athlete or as a coach. Uh, it, was a, it was really remarkable. It's unique, one of a kind. And, and uh, it was really easy for us to want to repeat it uh, again this year more times. There will be four of your matches on UFC Fight Pass. Two of them will be here at home showing off Gore Arena, which will which will be incredible. We talked about the Army event to, to blow up the season. You guys go to Blacksburg for the Southeast Open and then at Nebraska on November 10th. And then you go out to Wyoming for a UFC Fight Pass event that's going to be pretty incredible as well. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so that's in Wyoming. Obviously, they're the Cowboys, uh, and their coach, Mark Branch, is one of the biggest Cowboys I know. I mean, he's got his own ranch. He's in there wrangling, you know, all those horses and steer. And and uh, so what we're doing is is we're actually doing it in a, in a barn, uh, at this giant barnyard in this barn with wild horses in the background. Uh, they're talking about getting, a, a, you know, a mechanical bull that you can ride. Uh, so they got some heaters in there. It's already freezing cold. I think last week it was in the 30s. <laughs> Uh, so, so it'll be a little bit different for our guys, but there's a heater in there. I think it, the place seats about, I don't know, 1100. So it's going to be 1100, you know, cowboys and blue jeans and cowboy hats that are there, you know, rooting against us. And, oh and that's going to be a fun environment. I think it's going to look really, really cool, uh, on UFC fight pass in terms of, you know, having the barn and the wild horses and all those cowboys. I think, uh, you know, uh, I think they're going to have it where the coaches can wear blue jeans, which that's not allowed in our sport, but since it's a special event, they'll do a lot of these cool things yeah. that I think will look really neat on, on, on the television screen. Man, that's awesome. Then, of course, uh, the Cliff Clean Las Vegas Invitational, something you guys always go to, and then you've put together a uh, another fantastic uh, home event, the Campbell Duels, Purdue, Stanford, North Dakota State, here December 19th on a Tuesday. Just incredible. Yeah, yeah, that's exciting. Those are, those are three great teams to get here in the creek uh, from – from different sides of the country. Um, you know, the fighting camel duels is, is something we want to try to do every year moving forward. If we can get those teams out here, uh, I think it's important for our guys to have a little bit of home field advantage. And then also for our fans to be able to come in and see us against some of the top opponents in the country is important. Let's talk about your team. You talked about so many guys returning. What, what excites you about these guys and, and who are the guys that are already with preseason rankings, making a splash nationally that, that you think will have a big impact this year? Yeah, I'm really excited about this team. It seems like the vibe's really good. The energy's really good. The leadership's great. Um, it's the best it's, it's been since I've been here in terms of uh, just how everybody's meshing and doing things the right way and, and working hard and, and, and a lot of great leadership in the room. Um, I, I think we're pretty tough. It's one of those things where you don't want to say it, you know, knock on wood a little bit, but yeah. I, I'm really excited about this team. I think there's not one guy in the lineup that I'd bet against. Um, there's there's a couple competitive weights. Um, you know, the upper weights are really, really good, maybe not as deep as the lower weights, but the top guy is 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 phenomenal. 97 heavyweight, we got one guy apiece, but they're two really, really good guys. Uh, so I think in the preseason they had seven of us ranked across the different platforms, so seven of ten. But even in those other three weight classes, uh, there's, those are guys I think will be in the rankings pretty pretty quick following – you know, Southeast Open and Nebraska, and and I think I think they're going to get a lot of eyes early on. 
Another one of your great ideas, as we talked to Scotty Sintez, head coach of Campbell Wrestling, when you were here as an assistant, was, hey, you know, you have the wrestle-offs, the thing that decides who in your starting lineups. You decided to put these things outside to make them a part of homecoming. It has become a, a awesome part of homecoming. You guys will be doing it again outdoors, 11 a.m. before the parade, the orange and black wrestle-offs. Talk a little bit about those for maybe people that haven't been a part of it. Yeah, so what we do is, is we start at 11 o'clock, so it's about an hour before the parade starts. Um, so so the wrestling gets going, there's music going, we have somebody come, and, and they give out free hot dogs, and it, we, we just make it fun. Um, and then the top two guys at each weight, they'll wrestle off. Uh, you know, again, that's a gauge. It, that doesn't say who's the guy. It just says who's the guy right now. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, as it goes, uh, about an hour into it, about halfway through it, the parade starts going. So you have the fire trucks in the background. You have all the frats and sorority throwing out candy. You got the camel coming through in the background. Uh, so it's a really fun event outdoors. You grab a coffee, drink a little bit of coffee, watch some great wrestling, and, uh, you know, get catch the parade halfway through. He is Scotty Sintes. His team starts with the uh, Orange and Black wrestle-off coming up 11 a.m. at homecoming, and then that UFC Fight Pass event. November 1st against Army. Coach, thank you so much for coming in. I appreciate it. Camel up. Evan and I will be back after the break here on Camel Call Friday. Hello and welcome to Camel Call Friday with Evan Budrovich. I'm Chris Haymeyer. Happy homecoming. Boy, we've got a lot of great stuff to get you to as we get you set for homecoming weekend. But... Coming up on Camel Call Live on Monday night, we will shift our focus to basketball. To we'll hang fish. out with our women's basketball team, Ronnie Fisher, head coach. He's, he's a great dude. I, I mean, there, there are good coaches out there, but you combine his personality, his faith, Agreed. and his fit for this campus. I mean, Ronnie Fisher, you put him in the Mount Rushmore of like perfect people for Bowie's Creek. An amazing thing to do when you are literally – replacing a legend, Wanda Watkins. We'll have Wanda Watkins Day on November 18th where we'll honor her. She's now a, in the senior administration here, but she was a groundbreaker not only at Campbell but in women's basketball to begin with. Those are enormous shoes to fill both as a coach and as a person. And you're right. You, you pointed out he has, he has fit in perfectly. You and I were in the backyard of our former athletic director a couple formers ago, Bob Roller. His house is in Keith Hills, and he told us, hey – I found this coach in the Big South. His name's Ronnie Fisher. And we said, oh, yeah, Presbyterian, yada, yada, yada. Well, it's almost a decade later now. I yeah. guess it's nine seasons, eight years. And he's proven to be a tremendous winner, a great fit for the campus. And he's embraced, much like in Clinton, South Carolina, but he's embraced the community and the local people here. Yeah, and it's a shame the year that he had his best team was in 2020. They won the regular season. Campbell, because of the regular season win, was going to host the Big South tournament. I truly believe there was a very good high point team, as there had always been there. I, I truly believe that's the team that goes to the NCAA tournament. So you hate that for him. But it's a team that finishes in the top three year in and year out. They've been to the finals, the finals of the Big South, for the last five full yeah. seasons. I'm not counting the COVID year. And then the fifth year, they finished in the semis. So their worst finish ever was third in the Big South. Yeah, it's an, it's incredible. So you'll get to meet him and the team, 615 to 745 at the county seat on Monday. We'll have giveaway prizes and autographs. The live podcast, Camel Call Live, will start at 630, as always, with Campbellhead football coach Mike Minner. And then we'll hear from Ronnie Fisher and some of our student athletes. And that kicks off what's going to be really 
in this next week, a great week of basketball. Basketball season starts, a men's women's doubleheader, Monday night, November 6th. Women play NC Westland. The men have a great opponent in Navy. Season schedules are up on GoCamels.com. Season tickets are on sale now, including for the first time ever, courtside seats. With your season tickets or courtside seats, they're good for both the men's and women's games. I won't do the math for you, but it's the best deal in sports, whether you get a new courtside seat or uh, in it's the stands. It, and I hate to say this, but it's honestly similar pricing, if not better pricing, than going to your local high school. It is such a value purchase yeah. of coming to good Division One basketball. Something, too, to think about with Campbell this year, and this came out this week, with CBS Sports and their announcement of men's televised games. Yeah. There'll be two games in the creek, one in late January, one in late February, against our rivals, Elon and Wilmington, which are yeah. perfect, that are on national TV. And it's real CBS Sports. Everyone has it. Great exposure. There's 27 games. You know, our package with ESPNU in the Big South was, what, eight or nine yeah. with a flex game weeks? So and you, you didn't know who was hosting where until and the conference a picked. couple of weeks so beforehand. So you usually yeah. got, if you yeah. weren't one of the best teams, you never got on, and now you get guaranteed one, and each team, we have two. So. Yeah, we're, we're really excited about it. You know, Campbell men's basketball has not been on national TV at home in many years because of, you know, the Big South sort of dictating that and everything like that. And we know about it now. Even when you got a national game with the Big South and ESPN package, you knew a couple weeks beforehand. Now we know and we'll be able to ramp it up. So both schedules are online at gocamels.com. You can get season tickets and everything. And tonight, to really kick off what is, hey, basketball season's coming, and to kick off homecoming for us, there's been stuff going on all week, but really to to kind of kick off the weekend, we've got a special event, free to the public, 7 p.m. tonight in the Student Union Movie Theater. We debut our Campbell Basketball School documentary. Divine Utley, who worked with both me and you when you were in the athletic department, Evan, made this film. Everybody pitched in. You're the last man standing in the McKay house, by the way. Yeah. From an athletic video standpoint. Okay. Your whole staff (laughs) has moved over to the basketball arena. It's not like I'm the only one left. There are others in the building. Yeah. Yeah. They they moved over. It's now becoming more of an administration building. I'm sure they're they're happy that there's not as much noise coming from upstairs. But this is this is this is a really good film. It's it's 30 minutes and and for those that don't know, that's the main reason why why we're doing this. But in the nineteen fifties, Campbell had one of the first basketball camps in the world. Sports camps were not a thing. Again, this is 70 years ago now. In the 60s, 70s, and 80s, it became not only one of the biggest camps in the entire nation. This was still before each university, even the big schools, had their camps. And so where we are located, by Tobacco Road, in the middle of SEC, ACC country, if you were a good ACC or SEC player, if you were a good ACC or SEC coach, you came here and had a part in this camp. That's how amazing it was. It was really the center of basketball in the world for two to three weeks during the summer right here in Bowie's Creek. Magic Johnson, John Wooden, Michael Jordan. You can connect all those generations of basketball, especially in this Carolina region, that attended this camp and came to this campus and the various other high schools around and were part of this for weeks at a time. There are pictures of every famous basketball player from the 70s and 80s and even the 60s. This is going to be a neat documentary. Yeah, yeah it's uh, it's really cool, and we'll, we'll we'll put it on online for everybody in the next couple of weeks. I also I think it would transfer well, although when you watch the video, you see a lot of great photography from back there, and you see 
Michael Jordan on campus talking to a kid with, you know, James Worthy actually being a, a camp counselor. It's it's that kind of thing, all the famous coaches. But I think it'll work as a podcast as well, so we'll definitely put it out. So all of that going on uh, this week, and you get all the information, gocamels.com. Campbell.edu has all of the stuff going on with the university side of things, too. It all comes together, and it all um, really will start with uh, the women's soccer team playing on Thursday night. But it is homecoming, and although basketball season is almost here. By the way, Thursday night, Creek Madness. We will introduce you to both the basketball teams. You can win prizes, slam dunk contests, three-point contests. For students, there's going to be a lot of food and stuff like that, 7 o'clock this Thursday. So you got a lot coming up if, lot, you're, a, if you're a basketball fan. Yeah. Documentary tonight. Thursday is the uh, Creek Madness, and then Monday at the county seat, um, we put our uh, magnifying glass uh, on the women as we get you ready for women's basketball. But it is still very much football season. It is very much homecoming. You're right. Homecoming has a lot going on. Football obviously is the big game. This is my final warning to everybody. It's Friday right now. Get your tickets today. You walk up. You're going to be standing in the grass area, which isn't a bad seat, but this will sell out 4 p.m., versus Maine, a CAA opponent who you might not know. I'm not telling you, you know. You out there in listening land might not know about Maine football. They're one of the oldest football programs in the entire country. And in 2018, they were in the Final Four for the CAA FCS football playoffs. They are a perennial playoff team. There is a lot of history, a lot of pride. This is a good team, a football-only member of the CAA. And they've also played our similar opponents close. Now, the William & Mary game, William & Mary took care of business. But in terms of similar opponents, they've played Richmond competitively. Their record is not as good as it once was, but they're still a good team. And I actually saw Anthony Whedon this week. He was making sure kids went to class, and I was giving a, a guest lecture at that class. And, you know, the coaches are now showing up and ensuring the kids are going to school. You know, it's important too, right, not just football. But he was saying, when we're playing our best level of football, we're really darn good. And to get that for 60 minutes and not 30, and we've yeah. seen the 30 in glimpses, especially against Central and against Elon, but when they can put it together, and, and Maine's a good team, but they're not William & Mary, so there are chances to do well this week, and especially with 6,000 people there. It, it's got the ingredients to really have a fun day. Look, man, if, uh, if, if, you have, if you have listened to this podcast, we can sometime uh, polish something that, that might not be as, as bright um, as it seems when you look at it in black and white. This is a Campbell football team that can make the FCS playoffs. They, they don't need any help to do it. Now, it's a daunting task. They're 3-3 three and three overall, 2-2 two and two in the conference. We have been told if you get to 6-2 and two in the conference, something very odd has to happen for you not to – be an at-large bid to the to the FCS playoffs out of this conference. So you got Maine coming up, probably the quote-unquote weaker team on the schedule, although, as you pointed out, if you look at what Maine has done in their losses, their record isn't very good, but in their loss, they've lost to three FCS-ranked teams. They've lost to an FBS team. They've played them all well. Campbell will go at Richmond, who we thought maybe wasn't as good as they usually are in the playoffs. They're 3-1 and one in the conference right now. That's That's very good at North Carolina, which we'll talk about a little bit later, at home against Delaware, a top-10 team, on the road at NCANT. These are all games that you could play well in and lose. You have to play really, really good about these teams, but they still control their own destiny. That's a great thing about being in the CAA. You don't have to win the conference to go to the tournament. There's at-large bids, and this is a team, I feel, Evan, 
that has found their identity both on offense and defense. They just, as you say, can't have those lapses with a slow quarter or a bad quarter that makes a difference between a close game being a win or a loss. They've played some of their best football on the road this year. I'm curious, especially with two of the next four at home. Yeah, three and one on the road. How they play better at home, especially early in the game. Yeah. The, the offense has been a bit slow early. Now, Elon and William & Mary have good defenses, so there's nothing to give them credit there. But also, too, Hodge has been efficient. He has found the open receiver. You've noted the double-figure receivers that have caught footballs. They need to find ways to get out, like we saw last year, to quick starts and maintain that. It, it is hard to play catch-up, even at home. Now, Maine's not a team that's going to score 50 a game like others can, but I think with the homecoming atmosphere, too, and we'll talk about the Alumni Village, having this many Campbell people in one location, it's like the dromedary camel headquarters of the world. There are going to be so many people in the orange and the black and the cheerleaders, the band, the alumni, your kids, my dog, my fiance. Maybe the dog won't be in the stadium, but he'll be at the tailgate. Fiance first when you're when you're oh yeah when you're ranking the most. fiance Jenna then the puppy. <laughs> but you know, like Campbell is a campus that has sort of a commuter vibe to it. This is the weekend where it is all in. Everyone's invested. It is the perfect weekend to say what is this place like. I've been telling a lot of people in the external group. Not not a lot of people. We have some people that this will be their first homecoming, and I said it's very busy. It's a busy week. It's a busy day. And we'll go through more of the day where we have four different sporting events going on, which is which is crazy. But it is the best time to come and experience what Campbell is. And you're right. It feel I always say Bowie's Creek gets full during homecoming. And you look around and you see what's going on and the kids and the alumni and that. You realize how many people love this place and how important this place is to the community. If you have not been here for homecoming, please come. If you can't come this weekend, we have it every single year. Fingers crossed until uh And the weather forecast is great. Oh, my gosh. So just come because there's going to be no issues. There is no chance of rain right now. I mean, finally, we will have a home game that isn't um, just coming off of a hurricane or a tropical storm, which is our other two this year, expecting a sellout. And then the atmosphere inside the stadium is, is amazing as well. And Campbell, so much to play for now. This is a huge game. Every game here on out is a – Big, big game. So make sure you come. Make sure you get your tickets ahead of time. Again, you can get in, but you'll be standing 4 p.m. versus Maine. Another big couple of matches coming up this weekend. Huge as our volleyball team, who continues to kill it. They'll be home for homecoming against Northeastern. This is a team they are in a three-way tie for for second in the CAA standings, 1 p.m. on Saturday, 1 p.m. on Sunday, in Gore Arena, free admission and this is a team, not only, as I said, tied for second place in the conference, not only, Evan, have they won three straight matches, but they have not dropped a set in those three matches, including one of them against the defending champs in the conference. Their offense is more balanced. The health of McKenna Shaka has been huge. The play of Gwen Wolko, who we talked about last week, she had two matches in double figures, and we noted her up and down and sing-songy. And then Melody Page, whose dad Marvin is a musician, and he comes to every home game. One, you got to see him. Just talk to him. He is a hoot. He's hilarious. They're from the Midwest, and they have a good sense of humor. And two, those parents, the volleyball parents, like the Fector parents, the it's Page group, parents, yeah. they are so invested into it, and they come to every home game, and they don't live in the area, but they fly in, and they make noise. And this is kind of that second-to-last home weekend, so they, they, they still control their destiny and could clinch a playoff spot if they win their next two weekends. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing what they have done in – 
a tough conference. It's amazing how things change so quickly. I've been talking about the past couple of weeks that I truly believe that the road was there for the men's soccer team to get into the top six. That qualifies you for the CAA playoffs. They were dealt a, a, a tough blow. Some some injuries have caught up with them, and, and their CAA tournament chances fading. They lost to Elon on the road. So now, not only do they have to win their next two matches, they need some help, and, and, and it's quite a bit of help. A couple of teams to lose in front of them. They are still in it. Big match for them after the football game. And now that we don't have to take as many uh, commercial breaks, uh, the game might be over around 7. You can go to the other side of campus, 7 o'clock free admission, to see Campbell take on William & Mary in a pivotal CAA game. You're right. Not only is it must win, it's must win and then watch the scoreboard this weekend because you need results to keep you within three points to then beat a playoff team in Monmouth. Now, we'll say homecoming soccer. This campus was built around homecoming weekend yeah, before as football. a soccer campus, and our friend Stan Cole hosts an unofficial alumni tailgate at his house the night before. There will be a bunch of alumni in the parking lot and the barbecue and their grill, and we've had fireworks in the past. So there's a good atmosphere around the soccer culture here, and a lot of the athletes support soccer. So if you are in the parking lot at football – and you want something to do, it's it's worth the time. It's a good atmosphere there. Yeah, no doubt. That'll be 7 o'clock to uh, end what is a busy homecoming Saturday. As we talked about earlier in the broadcast, we had head wrestling coach Scotty Sintez on. 11 o'clock, that outdoor fun black and orange match. Then the parade. Then Alumni Village, Pepsi Tailgate Town open. Then 4 o'clock for the football game. 1 o'clock for the volleyball game. <laughs> And then 7 o'clock for the soccer game. And volleyball, 1 o'clock on Sundays. And well. the homecoming parade is at noon. As at noon, yeah. And you will see three dromedary camels roaming down the street. Camels are back. The camels are back. You'll have Wanda Watkins as our, um, I was going to say. Oh, a, she's a grand ma- ma- I was going to say officiant, okay. but grand marshal is the, the proper term. The grand marshal for the parade. And then President Creed will be sitting in an open convertible and waving to the fans. So it, it is pretty neat. One, you get to see all the student groups. Um, just a warning for this year, no candy allowed. So do not expect candy to be flying into the uh, the streets wow. for the, the kids. For the so again, tell, again, trying to keep everybody safe. Tell Parker and Witt, my apologies, no candy. Okay, they don't. However, there is still a lot of fun, live music. The marching band comes down the street. It is our version of the mini New Year's Day parade, which in Bowie's Creek terms is a pretty big day. So if you come at around 11:30, get your spot on the street, and then there you go. It is. The, the, there's a lot to it. I remember my first time. I thought, okay, is this going to be five vehicles? There's not. The, there's a there. There's a lot to of it, and it's a lot of fun. Um, volleyball. We we tape this on Thursday, as we come here on um, on Friday. That women's soccer really kicks off this whole thing. They have a. I've been saying this a lot. Must but, win. But they have a must win, and they're. Their outlook on can they make the top six and make it to the CAA tournament, that really turns around for it. This is, you know, for we've been like the women are outside looking in, but the but the fact that the women, they have a better chance now to make the top six. They'll need to win their final two games. Hopefully they did last night against Elon on paper. They should have. And then they will travel to Monmouth this Sunday at 1 p.m. So that is a big turnaround as well. But Campbell, the women, regardless of if they make it into the playoffs or not, this has been what they've been working for. You can see the improvement in a young team. They are unbeaten in their last four matches going into Thursday night's match, ending things on a high note, regardless of what happens. But 
again, I'll point out to the fact that there was only one match this year that did not end in a tie or was decided by a goal, and that has kept up. But they are winning these matches here down the stretch and have an outside chance. They need to win their two, period, and then get some help, but not as much help as the men need. The good news is they've vaulted themselves up with winning two of their last three. The tough news is they need help from – actually, they need help from Northeastern. Yeah. Northeastern will play some teams above them like Stony Brook, which creates this log jam in the middle. So they're four points back. They need some losses. They need themselves to win twice to get the six points. And then if the scenarios work out – because the top five have been decided. It's just who's sixth. And then you book your flight to Monmouth or Northeastern, and you head up north, and you go do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, no, that that's true. You would have to come back, go back, all of that stuff. But again, if it means that Campbell is in the CA tournament again for this young team that was rebuilding, it would be great. So that game at Monmouth will be on Flow Sports one o'clock on Sunday, and then uh, next week, hopefully, we'll be talking about uh, women's soccer in the CA tournament and the men's team still alive. The men have their final home match again on Tuesday out of conference against Gardner-Webb. That'll be senior day. And, of course, this Saturday they end what is a big homecoming at 7 o'clock. It's a big week, man. I know you've been busy. You've been at about Home, Homecoming a is our everything. favorite week. There are festivities from Friday night to Sunday afternoon prayer services. Like, it is a it is a real deal. Yeah, you can find out everything about it, campbell.edu, gocamels.com, both the university and the sports side. They all come together in what is our funnest week of the year. For Evan, I'm Chris. So long. This has been Camel Call Friday. Happy homecoming, everybody. <laughs>